got a real good feeling. You're listening to the Coffee and Crypto Podcast with Crypto Jeb, bringing you the best and most updated news about cryptocurrency. Tune in every morning at 9.30 a.m. Eastern to watch this podcast live on our YouTube channel. Hey guys, what's going on? Jeb here. And in today's episode of Coughing and Crypto, we are going to be talking about the Bitcoin and cryptocurrency markets. Guys, a lot has happened while we have been gone. I want to give you guys a couple of updates on the way this show is going to look. We're very excited to be back, but as you can hear, unfortunately, Tim and I are both still quite sick. So this show is going to be a little bit shorter for the sake of protecting our voices. We want to make sure that we are giving you guys content that is able to survive the test of time and we're not blowing out our voices all in one day. So today's show is only going to be 40 minutes, but we're going to blast through everything. we got a lot to talk about. As you saw in the description, we're going to be looking at a bunch of different headlines. We're going to be doing some technical analysis on Bitcoin and Ethereum, and we're going to be getting kind of a pulse of the market, looking at what's going on. As you guys know, there was a major drop on Bitcoin that happened a couple of days ago. Bitcoin dropped 25% in the span of about eight hours, and we saw $2 billion in liquidations. We're going to talk about all of that and more in today's show. If you do enjoy, make sure to hit that like button. We're very appreciative of all of you guys' patience as we've been gone. Tim, how are you doing, buddy? You know, I, I, I'm on the way back up. I, I did cough just a second ago. I'm still working in the phlegm out, but I'm definitely back on the rise. But last week sucked because uh, that was supposed to be on vacation. And go figure, I get sick right as we leave. I told the it's guys. It's been a rough week, guys. It, literally, <laughs> my vacation went about the same as Bitcoin's price. Uh, just so you guys it know, fell off I, a cliff. <laughs> okay, so Saturday night, I was like coughing and like my voice hurting. So I got a little cold. Sunday night, I got a freaking kidney stone. Mm. I, all mm. I remember is being on the couch, writhing oh, in God. pain, and then the next thing I know, I'm waking up at 3 in the morning. It was terrible. So then we go to Colorado. I get there, and with all the stuff happening, the altitude and everything, I get an ear infection because my sinuses oh, are all God. jacked up. <laughs> Oh, uh, it was maybe maybe yeah. how maybe how was your week was it it was a uh, was a bad question how was Taylor's week did she have a good week I mean she snowboarded a little bit more than me but we yeah. didn't we ended up just not snowboarding that much so yeah. we ended up just chilling in the room for yeah. a lot of the week so that's fair enough Colorado is yeah. freaking awesome so that works how you doing Smay um, welcome Smay I'm I'm <laughs> actually the only person that's not sick right now yeah, so. well we're we're gonna make it I, we're gonna have you join our club. I'm doing all right <laughs> although like since being in this room I even feel a little tickly in my throat so I don't like this <laughs> I don't like where this is headed sorry uh, I'm not very bullish about my health right now but um uh I just want to say <laughs> I just want to say I want to shout out three special people Woo! I want to shout out Bobo the Crypto Hobo. I love that name. Tom oh, Wilkes. Great guy. And Crypto Alchemist. Thank Aww. you guys so much for being members. We love you. We love you. We love you. We love you guys. Thank you so much for joining. What we're going to do is we're going to start off today's stream by doing a bit of a market rundown over on Coin Market Caps. Let's jump onto my screen. As you guys know, it's been a relatively rough week for Bitcoin. We're currently down 15%, almost 16% over the last seven days. You can see the entire market came together. And dropped all at once, kind of like a, a bad snowboarding trip where uh, it fell off a cliff. I've done that before, snowboarding. Not a big one, but a little one. And uh, that's what Bitcoin did. Bitcoin kind of jumped off the metaphorical cliff. You can see over here on the four-hourly chart that this drop happened very, very quickly. And that's a big part of what we're going to be talking about in this stream is what exactly caused this drop. And then after we come to a conclusion on what exactly caused this drop or what we think caused this drop, we're going to try and figure out where we're going next because I know that's the big question on everyone's mind. But as far as the last seven days, biggest gainers, we're looking at Luna, we're looking at Polygon, we're looking at OKB. They are not up that much. Luna is the only one that has anything to write home about as far as green over the last seven days. But over the last seven days as well, we can see that there have been a lot of big losers, many of them down 30 to 40%. A lot of the ones in the top 10 even being down that much as well. You can see that Ethereum's down 7%, Binance Coin's down 11%, Solana's down 13%, Cardano's down 18%. I'm thinking about scooping up some more Cardano, but to be honest with you guys, I already have so much money in crypto. It's like, gosh, where I, if I want to get more Cardano, I got to sell Bitcoin and I'm at a loss on so Well, I'm at a less of a gain on some of my Bitcoins. So I don't know if I want to do that. But nevertheless, the top 10 is looking like a major buying opportunity right now. I'm not too worried about all of that. I think that the last week has been one, a great opportunity for us to buy more Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies, but two, it's also been a great opportunity for us to learn more about how to interact with these markets, how to think about these markets, how to approach these markets so that we're not getting over leveraged in them, but also so that we are being 
uh, wise with how we look at them because I think it's very easy to freak out whenever the market has a major <coughs> drop, whenever the market crashes like this. It is very, very easy for us to, you know, be very apprehensive. Like, oh, I don't know if I want to buy into this. I don't want. I don't know if I want to buy the dip. Either one, you might think it's going to go lower, or two, you might think. Yeah, I'm just kind of scared. And I think this is a good time for us to kind of take a step back and realize, you know, what have the fundamentals done? The fundamentals in the last seven days, uh, well, maybe not. Maybe I shouldn't say fundamentals. Maybe I should say news. The news has not been great in the last seven days. We're going to get to that. But the fundamentals are continuing to increase. For example, the miners in the Bitcoin and cryptocurrency space are not selling. We have some statistics on that that we might show you guys a little bit later, but for now, you can just take my word for it or look it up. A lot of the miners are not selling Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies right now. They're holding on to it, and that shows you that the smart money is excited about Bitcoin. I personally think that our $100,000 Bitcoin in January or early January might not happen now. I mean, it certainly looks like it's not going to, but that, to be honest with you, could be a very good thing because it could mean that this bull market is actually going to last a lot longer and we're going to have more time of sustained gains and rallying. So I don't think that's anything that we should be all that worried about. With that said, we're going to go ahead and jump onto Bitcoin, do some technical analysis over here. The very first thing I want to show you guys is that technical analysis predicted where we would fall to. And let me show you what I'm talking about. Tim actually saw this earlier this morning. You guys know that we had an uptrending level of support right here that Bitcoin was maintaining. We had one touch here on the 20th of July, one touch here on the 29th of September, and then several more touches over here on the 26th of September and the 3rd of December. Well, we broke bearish below this, and not many people predicted this, to be honest with you guys. I told you that I thought we were going to go to 53K, and we did, but we actually went a lot lower. And it's funny... A lot of people over the last week have been trying to figure out what support level did we fall to? Well, if you zoom out on the daily chart and you look all the way back <coughs> to the uh, the candle body, not the candle stick, but the candle, not the candle wick, but the candle body during the major dump that we saw in March last year as a result of the sickness that was going around and you anchor a trend line there, you anchor it here on the 9th of October, 2020. You anchor it here again on the 20th of July, 2021, then you'll see that that's the exact level that we pulled back down to. Basically, what Bitcoin did is something very similar to what we were expecting Ethereum would do, which, by the way, Ethereum did what we thought it would do as well. Ethereum pulled back from the first uptrending level of support to the longer term uptrending level of support. Bitcoin just did the exact same thing. So in the micro, it looks like this was a giant crash that we should be freaking out about, right? In the macro, in the micro, it looks like that. In the macro, in the big picture, it's actually just all going according to plan. We're still in bullish structure. We shouldn't be concerned about a drop like this. Instead, we should be looking for drops that we could have that might be concerning. And then we should be looking for buying opportunities if those don't come around. With all of that said, let's take a look here at some of our oscillators. You, <coughs> excuse me, guys. I'm sorry. Uh, you can see RSI is currently sitting here in the bullish support zone. It's sitting, uh, not excuse me, the bearish control zone. It's currently sitting right around 30. That is the lowest that we've seen RSI in six months. That is the first of many bottoming indicators that we're going to be looking at today. We have a lot of them to show you, but RSI going down to 30 is absolutely the first. Looking at Bollinger Bands as well, you can see that we're currently outside of Bollinger Bands. In fact, I don't remember the last time that I saw a candle wick go this far outside of Bollinger Bands. I don't know if I've ever seen this, actually. Look at how far this went. Bitcoin dropped $10,000, 20% below the bottom of the Bollinger Bands that were already in a downtrend. That signifies that we've seen the beginning of what you might call a V-bottom, where the market just has a giant crash and then hopefully a big rally. I don't necessarily think we're going to have a giant, you know, left side of that V or right side of that V, um, but I do think that we're going to see some kind of rallying, some kind of support structure being built over the next couple of days. On top of that, if we take a look here at our exponential moving averages and we look at our ribbon, you can see that we've actually pulled back down to and a little bit below the 200 daily exponential moving average. Now, you might think about that and you might think, okay, crap, you know, you, you want to hold above the 200 on the daily chart if you were going to maintain a bull market. But the 200 daily exponential moving average, a lot of times you actually will drop below. We saw that happen earlier this year and we saw it happen right over here. And that's what we're seeing happen right now. We're dro we dropped a little bit below the 200, but I personally think that we're going to be able to bounce above that and we're going to be able to see the market recover above that. But at the moment, we are still sitting down here below that support. Now, taking a look at the four hourly, something interesting happened down here on MACD. You guys can see that MACD down here on Bitcoin has actually crossed bullish. That's a very good thing because that means that we could be looking for some kind of bottom. But of course, it is only the four hourly chart. So take that with a major grain <coughs> of salt. <laughs> 
God, I wasn't joking when I said it's coughing fun. and crypto. Yeah, it, coughing and crypto. It really is. I, I love that we New have a show. It, welcome to our show, guys. I promise. I just so. love the voice. Like Jeb has such a strong, <laughs> like, he, very good. And you hear him now. You go to you look at, and I'm like, okay, this is uh, this is not Jeb. No, but, uh, it is but not. If you're on trajectory, give it. I, my voice sounded like that probably two or three days ago. I think you were about two days behind me. I probably was. I think you'll be. I think by tomorrow and the next day, you'll should be back to at least probably. Like normal. I'm probably just gonna. T- I'm probably just gonna turn into a mute for the yeah. rest of the day after we're done recording to let my voice heal because I can already feel my voice is starting yes. to hurt. Someone also said he's also talking really slow. <laughs> I am. I feel like I'm talking fast, but yeah, no, I probably yeah. am talking a lot slower. Well, because if you talk really fast, it it actually really aggravates like right there in your neck. Oh like, yeah, right. You are slowing down a little bit. Uh, Am I? I hope I am because my throat, it hurts. It's rare that you guys see me drink anything on stream, but i got to have some water here, guys. Anyway, jumping back into it, let's take a look here at Marcus Cypher, guys. Marcus Cypher right now is giving us some very interesting signals. At the moment, you can see money flow is dropping and has actually turned red, (coughs) excuse me, for the first time in quite some time. We have not seen red money flow on the daily chart for uh, Market Cipher in about six months. The last time we saw that, we entered a very long, prolonged period of correction. So that's definitely something you want to look out for. But jumping out to the weekly chart, things are actually looking pretty bearish out here. You guys can see that, well, there's actually one bullish thing, but you can see the RSI has been pushing to the downside quite a bit on Market Cipher. We've seen a red dot. We've also seen uh, the money flow curve over, and we're seeing VWAP push to the downside. All four of those are bearish signals. The one saving grace that you could see with this is that, (coughs) excuse me, guys, I'm very sorry, uh, that there is, (coughs) golly dang, that there is currently a support level attempting to be built here on the momentum. And that is potentially a good thing because the last several times that we've seen corrections on the market, for example, back over here and back over here, then that uh, back in July and then back in September, that was a uh, area that we saw the uh, m- uh, money flow pull back down to. And we are still very bullish on money flow. We're still seeing a lot of money come into the cryptocurrency space. But at the end of the day, we are seeing a little bit of cooling off on that front. Looking down to the two, eight, uh, two daily chart also, I want to show you a few things. You can see we've dropped very, very low on the two daily chart. And this actually gives me a lot of confidence. And you might think, why, Jeb? Everything's bearish right now. But the thing is, we're seeing the market pull back down to levels that we typically see it pull back down to when it's about to go into a rally. So we've seen the momentum pull all the way back down here to negative 50, negative 60. That is a higher, uh, that is a lower low than we saw back in September. But at the same time, we're also getting down here into this bear, uh, bearish control zone and more than likely a reversal area. So two daily chart is actually looking pretty good. Now, looking down at one daily, I want to look at Lux Algo over here and take a peek at some of the things that it is showing. Guys, Lux Algo, I tell you what, it, if you if you would have turned out pretty if you were looking at Lux Algo over the last two weeks because there's a lot of really great things that it showed. Let's break this down. On the daily chart, as you guys know, we entered a confirmed downtrend on Lux Algo back over here on the 19th of November. How do we know it's a confirmed downtrend? Well, this goes back to one of the misconceptions and misuses of Lux algo that many people uh, undergo. A lot of people look at only the buy and sell signals. I warn against this every single time I bring it up. You don't just want to look at the buy and the sell signals. That is a mistake. What instead you want to do is you want to look at the buy signals or sell signals, followed by the trend catcher, which you can turn trend catcher on by coming in here, turning on this and uh, uh, hitting trend catcher right there. That's this red line right here. Want to look at this turning in the same color as the as the reversal zone, and then look for oscillator pushing in the same direction. So we saw Lux oscillator was pushing down, trend catcher was pushing down, red cell signal pushing down. All three of those gave us a confirmed cell signal. Notice we didn't have a confirmed cell signal over here because the trend catcher didn't turn red. But we were in a confirmed downtrend. That's great. So when you're in a confirmed downtrend, obviously you want to be looking for where is the confirmed downtrend going to end and enter a confirmed uptrend. You want to be looking for support, in other words. Well, something really interesting happened. Notice when we started dropping here, where did we start dropping? We started dropping right when we fell out of the bottom of the EQ cloud. I told you guys that I think Bitcoin is going to hold down here at the bottom of the EQ cloud. But I was implying when I said that, that if we didn't, then we were probably going to have a big drop. That's what happened. I talked about going down to 53,000 and more than likely bouncing. I was wrong. I mean, I don't think a single, you guys tell me if I'm wrong. I don't know of a single analyst that called for us to drop all the way down to $42,000 out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. Somebody joked on Twitter the other day that we we rallied up to $69,000 and we dropped down to $42,000 and said uh, 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 Elon Musk is manipulating the market confirmed. He pushed it to 69 and dropped it to 420. And, you know, maybe there's some truth to that. I don't know. But there was no one that, what's that? That's pretty funny. I know. That is hilarious. That That Elon Musk is absolutely manipulating the market. You know, I I retweeted that. I was like, Elon Musk market manipulation confirmed. Everybody was like, did you hear something about Elon Musk? And I didn't. I'm like, dude, the joke went right over your head. I was joking, you know, but either way, 
Bitcoin dropped bearish out of the uh, out of the EQ cloud. And when it did that, that tells you a lot, because if you drop bearish out of the EQ cloud, that is normally when you start to see a much bigger downtrend. That's what we saw happen back over here in May. If you're doing back analysis with this indicator, you're going to get a great picture of where the market is going. And that's what we saw happen. We dropped bearish out of the EQ cloud and we had a big correction after it. We've seen that happen historically. If you've been doing the technical analysis, if you've been watching this channel, you would have been able to expect that coming. Now, on top of that, Take a look at where we uh, where we bottomed out. We bottomed out right on top of the reversal zone. It's almost like Lux Algo works, right, guys? We dropped right down here. And the interesting thing is, take a look at this red X. If you guys don't see red X's and green X's on your chart, come in here to your signals mode, turn on, uh, switch it from the default, which is co uh, confirmation to confirmation plus exits, and that will give you these red X's. This red X is telling us on the daily chart that you should be looking for a bottom. It's telling us that we are looking for a reversal. It, it, excuse me, it's telling you that you should be getting out of a short trade is what it's actually telling you. It's not telling you a reversal is coming necessarily. A lot of times the market will go farther after a red X, but it is telling you that if you're in a short trade that you would have entered up here, then now might not be a bad time to exit it and to take some profits. And that's kind of what we're seeing happen. So daily chart on Lux Algo looks phenomenal, guys. And it is telling us that we should be getting kind of close to that bottom. Yeah. Now, What's up? I said, yeah. Down here on the four hourly chart, though, some things look a little bit different. Notice we actually punched all the way through the EQ cloud, and the bottom of the EQ cloud is exactly where the candle bodies reversed. It's very, very interesting. What does that tell us? It tells us that we had a massive drop, obviously, but it also tells us that we're probably getting kind of close to that bottom and that we should be looking for a bounce. And sure enough, that's what we saw happen. Now we've seen Bitcoin trading sideways. We entered a confirmed downtrend. We saw a sell signal. We saw a red trend catcher. And obviously, we saw a Lux oscillator turn red. But on the four hourly chart, we're actually setting up to potentially see some rallying. And the reason is we see a green dot down here on Lux Oscillator. We see that the trend catcher is turn, is uh, moving sideways, which is obviously the first step towards moving to the upside. And obviously, if we are able to you know push back up here into the EQ cloud, then we could very easily see a buy signal. Hasn't happened yet, but of course, we want to be on the lookout for that. So the long and short of it on Bitcoin saw a giant crash, saw a big shakeout. A lot of the big, a lot of the weak hands in the cryptocurrency space are going to be gone now. Although we still, we still have some more things to talk about in that area here in a second with a lot of weak hands in the space. But at the end of the day, I think a lot of people that were, you know, they, they've made a lot of money over the last year. They probably just sold a bunch of it. And I think a lot of the smart money are the ones buying up the market, which is providing a strong foundation. You want to be looking for smart money, long-term holders to be buying up the market. And I think that that's what we're seeing happen right now. If I didn't already have so much of my net worth in cryptocurrency, I would be buying the living hell out of Bitcoin and Cardano and Ethereum right now because I think they're great deals. Could they go lower? Absolutely. But you know what I would do then? I would buy even more. So I'm not worried about it going lower. I would just buy more. But like I said, I are, I'm already extremely uh, exposed to crypto, so I'm not going to do that. But I do think it's a good time to be doing that, in my humble opinion. Now, let's take a quick look at Ethereum. We're going to move through Ethereum pretty quickly here because a lot of the things that are taking place on Ethereum, uh, taking place on Bitcoin, are also taking place on Ethereum. There's a lot of market uh, market symmetry right now between Bitcoin and Ethereum. That's not a term you hear us say very often, but it's an important one. Basically, just what it means is that the markets look the same. Uh, obviously, that's what symmetry means, right? Well, Ethereum had a short-term uptrending level of support that it was not able to hold, and it dropped down to a long-term uptrending level of support that it seemingly is able to hold, that uptrending level of support being anchored in the same place that the Bitcoin one is, anchored back here in March, anchored here in October, anchored here in July, and then that's where we pull back down to right now. Both of these markets, Bitcoin and Ethereum, have very strong support zones at $4,000 for Ethereum, and then on Bitcoin, is sitting right here around $48,000. That is what I want you to know. I'm going to show you a couple technicals, but at the end of the day, Ethereum is following Bitcoin right now, and they look very, very similar. Taking a look at Lux Oscillator, though, uh, excuse me, Lux, Lux Algo in general, you can see that we saw a buy signal, but it wasn't a confirmed buy signal because we didn't see Trend Catcher turn green, and we didn't see, well, actually, I'll take that back. We did see Lux Oscillator push into the upside, but we didn't see that Trend Catcher come in, so it wasn't confirmed, so you wouldn't have used this strong buy signal. What we've now seen is we've seen another strong sell signal, which basically just reconfirms this. This is a confirmed sell signal. So to be honest with you guys, I think Bitcoin's probably gotten kind of close to its bottom. I don't know that Ethereum is there yet. I think Ethereum might have to come back down below this uptrending level of support, maybe even down here to around $3,600, which, by the way, we told you guys $3,600 is very much in the cards uh, last week or whenever the last time we did a stream was. A week ago today, I think I talked about it. 
that there was a very high likelihood that we could pull all the way back down to that $3,600 level. Why? Because $3,600 is the uh, is the, um, the uh, neckline of this inverse head and shoulders pattern that we put in motion back here in September. So I think that $3,600 is a likely target for Ethereum. As far as Bitcoin's concerned, guys, I hope that Bitcoin's bottoms in, but I can't tell you for certain that it is. To be honest with you, there is a lot of bearish momentum in the space right now, and I could see something like us pulling back down to $43,000, $44,000 again. I'm not going to get your hopes up and tell you that the bottom's in. What I am going to tell you is that no matter what Bitcoin does, the fundamentals today are stronger than they were yesterday, than they were the day before that, than they were the day before that, and they're going to be stronger tomorrow, and they're going to be stronger the day after that, and they're going to be stronger the day after that. So if you're an investor in Bitcoin and cryptocurrency, you have absolutely zero to be worried about. If you're a trader in crypto, there's a hell of a lot of volatility right now, and what do you need to make money? You don't need gains. You don't need the market to go up. You need volatility. You make a lot of money on a long trade in the same way you make a lot of money on a short trade. So don't get discouraged. Be looking for opportunities. The market is full of them right now, and you should definitely be trying to make the most out of them. With that said, let's go ahead and move into Super Chats. I'm sure we have some. Yeah, we do. We do have some, and we'll get through as many of them as we can before we jump back in here. A lot of these are just like, uh, looks like quick call-outs and people wanting to look at different tokens, which we will not be able to do today because, again, trying to keep the show short, let Jeb's voice rest. Tom Wilkes, though, said, OJ and Chicken Soup for the uh, for the office on me. Thank you. Uh, so thank you so much, Tom. Appreciate that. Uh, Grise Metamoonverse said, check out Grise.finance. So, again, thank you so much, Hey, Grise. by the way, guys, we got 3,000 people watching, only 500 likes. Drop a like for us being able to come back, guys. We've been <coughs> gone for a while. Thank you, guys. By the way, I just want to thank you guys from the bottom of my heart for sticking in there with us while we've been gone for a week it's been hard you know the whole team's been gone or the whole the whole live stream team has been gone so we're very excited to be back thank you guys very very much hit that like button let's see if we can't get 1500 likes yeah we got another one from chase christie saying jeb do you have any opinion on h bar <laughs> uh i've looked into it a little bit I haven't looked into it enough to where i want to give you an opinion on it but um hash graph is that one uh yeah Okay. Uh, Sazon or Sazon said, do you like AVAX? Yes, I love Avalanche. I think Avalanche is a great project. In fact, it's one of the ones I'm looking to buy on a dip, which we just had a dip. So thanks for the reminder. I might be about to pick some up. I need to look at his technicals. I might actually be buying Avalanche this week. So uh, right. stay tuned for a video on that. If I do, I will update you guys. Eye of the Beholder said, glad to have you back, bro. Thank you. Very much glad to be back. And shout out to Eye of the Beholder. You've been yeah. around for a while, man. Yeah, Ruben said, I hope you feel better, Jeb. I got COVID and ended up in the hospital, and I'm still here. You said it, Tim. I'm just reading. I, I didn't even think about it. Yeah, you said I, it, Tim. The disease. I have the disease that shall not be named. Now the channel's going to get sick. How about that? Good job. I'm getting better, though, one day at a time. <laughs> get better, Ruben. Get That's, better, Ruben. That definitely stinks. Ruben, I love your sandwiches. Get better, uh, man. Nick Johnson. We need you out there. <laughs> Nick Johnson. Last one I see here. Thoughts? on Metal Hero token uh, Everdome. I haven't seen that one. I haven't seen that one. I don't one. know that one either. Sorry. We got one from Cryptoni oh, yeah. also. Crypto Tony, or Cryptoni, sorry. Wow, 200,000 subs. I remember when you had 50K. Good job, guys. You know, it's really funny. We had $50,000, $50,000, 50,000 subscribers in I think August of 19. And the reason I, I think it was August of 19. No, I don't, no, I, no, 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 we, no, no, no. We had 50,000 no. when I joined. No, we, we had like 50,000 dollars at like. 50,000 subscribers. Yeah, yeah. No, we had, dollars. I keep, I keep saying dollars. I'm sorry. Um, we had 50,000. We did have $50,000 too. Well, I have $50,000 well, so. also. We got $50,000 easily. Yeah, but, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> yeah, no, but I saw it. I had a, I have a screenshot on, I think it's on this laptop actually of, no, it's on my home computer of a 50,000 subscribers. I almost said dollars again and uh, it's dated. So I, I, every time we hit a subscriber milestone, I have a screenshot of it just because it's uh, I got a whole folder of them. I got one from a thousand subs and 2,500 and 10,000 just because I, I love it. Thank you guys so much. Well, Tim, what do you think? Um, let me see. What do I want to ask you about? What do <laughs> yeah, I want to about anything? What do I want to ask you about? Let's see. Hmm. You know, I, I I had a point. I was when you were doing okay. your TA. This is it. this is for anyone who's going through. Oh, uh, Tim, I have a question. for oh, you. Oh, you have a question? Yeah. What's your point? Oh, here's my point. There okay. you go. Okay. Good. <laughs> good, 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 good. There's a setup for you. Uh, especially for anyone who's going through our course, you know, CT2A. If you, even if you're not going through, if you're just learning technical analysis, this I think is actually a really golden opportunity to learn from. And that, and, and when you're looking at the Bitcoin chart. Uh, if you look at Jeb's whole chart, on your chart, Jeb, it shows them the side where you have multiple different charts of Bitcoin, right? 
Yeah, I can show them that. Yeah. yeah. So I would heavily advise people using this. And here's Look on why. my screen. I'll show them. Because you can't leave every single note you ever draw or you ever do on your chart. Otherwise, it's going to look like a complete mess. You won't be able to read anything of it. However, it is good to always go back and look at those lines because this is hindsight. But if we had seen this, we would have actually been able to say, you know what? There's actually a very good chance Bitcoin is dropping to 48 because when you have that line that Jeb drew it goes way 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 back but it holds certain like the truth is when i drew it this morning i wasn't even looking at any price action that happened after the 10th of october of 2020 all i did was connect the dots from march uh march of 2020 to october of 2020 and when i carried that line on it made it had all those touch points of what we've seen here on the 20th of July, 2021, and then obviously these last couple of days here in December. So that's one point. If that line had been there on that chart the whole time, we, we could have said, hey, there's another strong level of support that yeah. we can go to. The same thing is, here's an explanation. Which I think I actually did mention that a couple, like three weeks ago. I'm pretty yeah. sure we did mention 48 was possible. Well, it's, it's just the thing. Like if, if you were like, if you thought we were only going to bounce off that line around 56, then you would have been like, what the heck? Where did this line even come from? Why did we come down to 48? Yeah. You would have known that if you'd gone way back. The other thing is if you here's another line that i think is actually really interesting that kind of shows that bitcoin was in an ascending wedge just like ethereum and a lot of other projects were and this bearish breakout was actually probably really good to reset the market if you go back and look at the peak it's not the whole peak of bitcoin but the peak that we had on the 7th of january of 2021 before we had like i think a 30 percent correction you carry that line over to where we kind of we bounced off that use that line as support twice back on the first of march also on the 23rd of April, we ran through it, kind of hesitated on that big dip on the 14th of May. And then we used it as resistance these last two times, the 20th of October, 21, and then the 19th, uh, the, sorry, the 10th of November. That line paired with our rising level of support put us in a, uh, a, a rising wedge, which breaks bearish traditionally about the 70% mark, which if you look at it, that's about the 70% mark of that angle. We dropped bearish. This actually explains it, why we probably dropped this low. Yeah. And then shows us, hey, this will help us reset. We can get rid of that ascending wedge because ascending wedges are bearish long term. Now we can start over and keep moving forward, which is awesome. Well, guys, let's go ahead and uh, are there any super chats left? <laughs> there I, might I, be a I'm gonna look. That's full screen. I'm, I'm gonna look to see, but I if there are, we can read them. But oh, uh, Mike one. Markle, Mike Markle said, "Happy, happy to have you guys back. Keep taking care of yourself, Jeb, and rest up." Eighty-eight gang. Thank you very much. Hashtag Ada gang, guys. If you're looking to scoop up some Ada, I think it could potentially go down to a dollar. We'll talk about ADA some more in the upcoming in the week, but um, I think it is a good buy long term right now. I'm looking to buy more uh, Cardano. But anyway, let's go ahead and jump over to Kelly's. Twitter because he's got a really interesting tweet here. Uh, he's actually retweeted this from somebody uh, at Crypto Valerio. I haven't heard of him before, but he's got a really great chart here. Take a look at this. And by the way, I'll just go ahead and, you know, pin his Twitter. That's his Twitter right there. But he's got this amazing, amazing Elliott Wave structure. ABC corrections. I've drawn some of this stuff. I haven't drawn this in this much detail, but this is phenomenal technical analysis right here. And take a look at this downtrend that he drew here from April of this year. <coughs> Coughing in crypto, we told you guys, we warned you up front, coming all the way back down to where we are right now. If we jump over to my screen, I can show you that. Uh, we can see that Bitcoin dropped following this line right here as well. So Bitcoin didn't just follow that long-term line on the law. And by the way, this is why you need to look at the log chart and linear chart, because that line does not show up on the linear chart, like not even close, neither of these do. But on the log chart, you can see we followed this long-term line. We just zoom in with a point-to-point line right here. I can go ahead and draw it. Uh, this extended line from right here. These extended lines are very helpful, guys. You definitely want to be using them all the way right there. See, that's where we pull back down to. That's actually not drawn quite as well as I could have. I can draw it like that and a little bit like that. And then it will line up right there. Let's see. Let's get that a little bit tighter. Perfect. Boom. So yeah, you can see Bitcoin pulled back down into that region, but it also pulled back down into this downtrending level of support. Guys, as Tim was saying, that is why it's very important to be constantly looking at different technical analysts, to be looking at different charts, and why I personally quite often leave charts yeah. up that have a stupid amount of technical, like tons and tons and tons and tons of lines on them. You want that spaghetti chart, but it's also good to be able to have a chart where you can clean it. So for example, yes. I use Coinbase, I use Bitstamp, and I use Bitfinex, all three of them to get a picture of what the market is doing so that I can switch between them. They all basically have the same price action. So it basically just gives me different templates that I can look at. Now, speaking of things that we can look at, let's go ahead and look at the fear and greed index. You like that segue? That was pretty generic. We can see here that the fear and greed index is sitting at a very, very low level 
multiple of 16. Now, if you don't know what the fair and greed index is, the fair and greed index is a index, an amalgamation of different data coming from market volatility, market momentum and volume, social media surveys, which are currently paused, dominance and trends. And this is something that the website alternative.me puts together and it shows uh, what we call market sentiment. For any of you guys in the Cryptocurrency Technical Analysis Academy, you will be familiar with this concept of market sentiment. It basically tells us how does the market feel about, well, itself. The market right now is very, very fearful. The market right now is very fearful about what might happen. You can see over the last three months, we've been dropping ever since the 9th of November, which was our local top. That was when we hit $69,000. Actually, it was a little bit early. It was a little bit later than that, but we've been dropping on fear and greed ever since then. We're currently down to 16. That is a very, very low level, and that is a contrarian buy signal that tells us they were looking for a bottom. Now, that doesn't mean the bottom's end yet. I want to be clear on that. If you look at the last year, you can see there was times where we sat down here for between 10 and 20 for, you know, three months. So I'm not saying that we need to buy today, but I am saying that we're getting close to those levels because when we sat down here at 10 to 20, um, starting on May the 25th, if you take a look at May the 25th, we, did, we weren't at the bottom on May the 25th. We were freaking close. We were very close. And that's what we're seeing happen right now, guys. We're maybe not at the bottom just yet, but we're close. The bottom might be at $40,000, might be $38,000, might be at $50,000. Well, it's not at $50,000. We're already below $50,000. But the point is, the bottom might not be in yet, but it is more than likely pretty close. Now, with that said, we also need to look at something very, very important that I think drove this correction. A lot of you guys are wondering, Jeb, Quite simply, why the market crash? I want to know what caused the market to crash. Well, that's a question that you can never be sure of the answer. I want to clarify on that point. But you can look at data and draw conclusions and correlate certain things and say, okay, this happened and then that happened. I think that they're probably related. You can't ever know for sure, but you can be pretty confident. And I am extremely confident that what happened was there was a short, uh, long liquidation. There was a long squeeze. And what happens in that case, whenever you buy the market, Whenever you buy the market, you're doing something called longing. You might not even know that's what it's called, but that's what it's called. When you buy uh, and you're trading and you buy, you're going into what's known as a long position. Now, if you go into a leveraged long position, then you have something called a liquidation price. So, for example, if you go into a 10x long and then you lose 10%, then you've actually lost 100%. And you'll get liquidated by the exchange because if you go more than 100% down, then they got to start covering your butt. And they're not going to do that because they're in the business of making money. So... Whenever people go into a leverage long and the market drops too far, then they get liquidated. And what that means is that they sell at a complete loss. They lost 100%. When that occurs, that causes selling pressure, which causes the market to drop farther, which causes more lever uh, uh, longs to get liquidated, which causes more people to uh, get liquidated and cause the market to drop. So what we saw happen um, couple, uh, two days ago, we saw a, uh, a $2 billion long liquidation. We saw the first uh, $700 million happen here right around noon. Um, and then we saw the next 1.4 billion happen in the next 12 hours. Two billion dollars in longs got liquidated. That is the largest long liquidation that I have seen in a very long time. I don't remember the last time we saw two billion dollars in longs get liquidated. And so what we saw, guys, was a long squeeze. We've seen that happen before. And quite frankly, that is one of the ways that whales can manipulate the market by trying to trigger a long squeeze. We also saw a long squeeze happen back over here on the 7th of September. If I can get this chart to cooperate with me, I will try and show you that, but I don't know if it's going to let me. Uh, if I go to all here, I can see it actually. Looking back on all, does it go back that far? I don't think it goes back that far, but you can see, yeah, it's not going to let me go back that far. Sorry, guys. But you can see right here, we had a $2 billion long liquidation and we reported, uh, what was it, three months ago, September the 9th. Actually, it might show it. Let's see. Does that go back to September? Yeah, it goes back. Oh, wow. It goes back to the day after I'm looking for. So go figure. But the day before this on this chart, uh, there was about a billion dollars in longs getting liquidated over here. Saw a big long squeeze. That's what we saw happen, guys. This is definitely one of those websites that you want to bookmark. I have liter I have a, a page up here called uh, Research Pages, and these are just a bunch of different pages I like to you know go to. Trading View, Coin Market Cap, Inflation Chart, uh, Coin Desk, Coin Telegraph, Liquidations. I have it right down here. Bookmark this. It's called CoinGlass.com forward slash Liquidations Data. Kelly, if you can put that in the chat for everybody, that is a place that you guys should definitely be looking at. Now, a couple other reasons why we may have seen this drop. Number one, the Federal Reserve is shifting focus to fighting inflation, which is really funny because the Federal Reserve is the cause of inflation. It's a, it's a little bit like how everybody. Uh, gives credit to JFK for um, for uh, solving the Cuban Missile Crisis, but he also caused it because his CIA did the Bay of Pigs, which led to the Cuban Missile Crisis. So it's a little bit like, oh, you got shot? Okay, yeah, well, I brought you to the hospital, so you should thank me, right? Yeah, but you're the one that put me here. That's kind of what the Federal Reserve is doing right now. They're the one that shot the economy, and then now, what, are we supposed to thank them for trying to fight inflation? I don't think so. But nevertheless, they are looking at increasing interest rates, which, thank God almighty, interest rates are free at last, because they have been uh, not free at last, I guess you should say, because interest 
interest rates were slammed to the floor as soon as the pandemic began. And we have now seen that the Federal Reserve is talking about increasing interest rates. That's a very good thing because whenever you drop interest rates as much as we have been doing ever since uh, we did uh, back in 1971 interest rate. If you guys don't remember this, for anybody who's 50 or 60 years old in the chat, CDs used to pay 20% a year. Interest rates got up to 25% back in the 70s. They've been dropping and dropping and dropping because it's a way that they can, it's, it's a tool that the Federal Reserve uses. The Fed is talking about increasing interest rates and they're talking about it tapering um, uh, bond purchasing and different ways of putting money into the economy. What does all that mean? Very simply, it just means that there is a change in monetary policy more than likely coming and with any change in monetary policy coming out of the Federal Reserve, that is naturally going to lead to quite a bit of uh, FUD in the traditional financial markets. We've seen a big drop in the stock market over the last couple of weeks. A lot of people are concerned about that as well here in crypto. Now, on top of that, I'm not going to go into too much of this because YouTube isn't going to want me to, but there is, of course, the new variant going around that we now have reports is in America. So there is a lot of FUD going on around that. And then also one of the final things that I'll mention to you guys is that we are currently seeing that Evergrande is not necessarily looking like it's going to be able to pay back all of its <laughs> debts. I have the uh, article right over here <coughs> for the sake of time and for the sake of my voice. I am not going to go into all of the details on this. But uh, we can see that Evergrande looks like it could be leading into default. This is something that we're going to talk about more in future content here, guys. But this could be a very big, uh, very, very bad thing because Evergrande, as you can see here, is under $350 billion worth of debt. And look at that. It's almost like whenever you take out exorbitant debt that is not leveraged correctly because I'm not, I'm not the guy that's against debt. I think debt is a great thing if used correctly. However, when you don't use it wisely and when you build a mountain of debt and when you build your entire economy on debt, it's almost like that house has to come, come and crash. I can speak. Come crashing down at some point, and that's what it looks like is going on in China. So we're going to update you guys more on that story. We can't go into it a lot on this, but I did just want to give you guys that brief update. Now, Tim, let me ask you one question. Yeah. What news did you read about Bitcoin and cryptocurrency while you were on vacation? What, how much did you look at crypto while you were uh, gone? I, I definitely follow the price. Like I would every now and then just uh, pull up Coin Market Cap and just look at the price. Uh, you know, when that drop happened, I was like, all right, let me go look at some news. Yeah, that's why I was like, I, I think I, I saw in chat a couple people said that there were some some analysts saying 43, 44, 42. I was like, okay, I'm great. That I did not see any analysts. Like literally, I remember when the price dropped to 54. I was like, oh my gosh, what the heck? It dropped to 54. I went on there and it was like all these analysts saying all these, you know, not all analysts are experts, but they at least the website kind of said they were. Uh, they were like, oh, this is a great buying opportunity. This is the bottom's in. We're good to go. We're going to do it. And then we kept going down and kept going down. And yeah. then I woke up with that wick. I think I never saw a $42,000 wick. I saw, I think I saw 45. I, it, it bounced back up to 45. Um, it, was, it was just havoc. Like, I don't think anyone saw this coming. There's a lot of things that, that play into it. it. It really is manipulation. Like, that's, that is what it is. You know, we, we know there was the $200 billion of, of a, a, a long squeeze. Uh, again, I think we talked about this. Two, two billion dollars, not two billion, 200. 200, yeah. Two billion. Two billion dollars uh, squeeze. It, it is happens. Like people know, like the whales know, the institutions know how much money is out there that can be liquidated. Uh, this, I think someone even asked, Jeb, here's a question I'm going to throw back at you. Why should you, when you're doing this, put a stop loss? Because there are some people who think if they yeah. put a stop loss, yeah. that that number is going to be read by institutions and the institutions are going to use that information to know where to send the price to get them out. But can't my that. question, my other thing is, wouldn't they also just be able to see how much you've leveraged and oh, still yeah. be able to read your price? Right? Oh, yeah. No, that the first of first and foremost, there is absolutely zero evidence that I've ever seen that that institutions are able to tell where your stop loss is. I don't think that that's happening. I mean, let's put on our Tim Fool hats for a second. Maybe it's happening. I just don't think so. I yeah. haven't seen any data on that. And as always in technical analysis, and especially in crypto, where there's a lot of conspiracy theories, and I'm not anti-conspiracy theory because a lot of them are right. Yeah. But what I do want to encourage you guys is don't believe something until somebody has given you evidence to believe it. You will be led astray if you don't follow that. You can't fall for these things because everybody's trying to tell you every kind of thing that'll get you excited because it's going to get you to click on their video. It's going to get you to buy their product. We bring you integral content because we think it's incredibly important that we substantiate every single thing that we say with evidence. That's why I am so comfortable saying, I don't know. I don't like not knowing. I want to go and do research so that I do know, but I'm not going to tell you something with no backing. With that said, um, as, far as, setting law, uh, as far as setting stop losses, the reason it's so important 
is because you're going to be one of those people getting liquidated if you don't. It's that simple. If you set a stop loss at 10% loss, then you're only going to ever be able to lose 10% rather than 100%. It's yeah. just that simple. It's very, very important. Yeah, it, it, it just really is like you 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 never know what the market's going to do. That's that is the good and the bad of crypto. You know, I, reading that report from a couple weeks ago, Bitcoin is still four times as volatile as gold. That's why some people don't want to touch it. But that's why other people are getting into it and saying, I can make four times as much money investing in Bitcoin as I can in gold. But that's the thing is you can't count on other people being good people with the trading. You cannot count on, well, all these other institutions, whales around my best interest mind. In fact, you can count on they probably don't. So what you have to do is protect yourself. And even as like Jeb said, if we want to put that tinfoil hat on and they are reading it, okay, they're reading it. They know where to get you out. You got to protect yourself anyway. And you got to learn how to think the way the whales think, not the way you want to think and the way the majority of people think because that's what gets you in trouble. Uh, that, I think, Tamei, you had something you wanted to add to that? Yeah, well, I was going to say something a little bit different. I was just going to note because I saw some comments about it. I was like, look, this is something that's really cool about having videos go out every single day following yeah. the market. If it went, If you are scared right now and you're new, I would encourage people actually to go back on go Jeb. You want to pull up our channel real quick? I just want to yeah, show sure. show how many videos we've made, uh, uh, just following the price every single day. Yeah. And I'm gonna say if if you guys are getting worried and you're we have saying 1,400 this, videos, this on is the your first correction. This is your first, and you just don't know. You're scared. You've never seen it before. You don't know what to do. Just go ahead, pull up the channel or whoever whoever's favorite channel you have. And just go back a couple months and watch videos. Watch some of their old videos. Watch, and just to, to take a look on mine. This is really funny. Every single time Bitcoin drops, I've been doing this for literally four years. Take a look at these titles. Just type in Crypto Jeb before you leave Bitcoin. Every time Bitcoin has a massive crash, I make a video called, If You're Considering Leaving Bitcoin, watch this video first. How many? Like, one, to make my point, one, look two, how many videos. We got three. We got four. We got... Yeah. Are like, you guys seeing how often this is happening? You see, I'm at, you know... It, it happens like it, it. Look, if you have not seen a correction like this in Bitcoin and crypto, you've probably been here for less than three months. <coughs> we love our crypto noobs. We were all crypto noobs at one point. Yeah. Absolutely no hate on here. In fact, I am. I have so much respect for you that you would put the time into something like Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. I am so grateful you're here. But take it from somebody like me who's been here for almost five years that Bitcoin undergoes crashes, it's going to happen. Are we in a bear market? I don't think so. I'm very confident that we're not. Of course, there are reasons to believe that that could be around the corner. I don't think we're going in that direction. We'll talk about that more as the week goes on. At the moment, I don't think so. But the point is, no matter what the market does, there is opportunity in it. Take it away, Smay. I'm sorry. No, I, I mean, yeah. that's all I was wanting to say. I was just going to say, like, this is a resource, guys, that I think is something. Because I, I think the, the hard part is we always have to come on here and say, be like, guys, don't be worried. Don't be worried. Don't FUD. Don't FUD. And now I feel like it's one of those things I just thought of. I was like, well, if you want to know that we're saying that we've been here before a hundred times, go back and watch when we were there. Like you can see us live reacting to when we were there and we're saying the exact same things we're saying now. Guys, we're literally gonna see another rally. It's not like we're never gonna see another rally on Bitcoin. So, you know what I mean? Like yeah, hold hold, and be confident. Let's go ahead and read some super chats. We're gonna go a little long because my voice is feeling okay. All right, uh, let's see here. We got a couple good ones from Crypto Man 5000 said, why did everything move simultaneously Yeah, Saturday good question. That's a question we get every single time the market drops all at once. So the reason that happens is because, let's think about it like this. Let me see if I can think about a good analogy for this. Hmm. Well, I mean, the, the simplest analogy is like your mom tells you, what, if your friends go jump off a bridge, what do you do too? And then, you know, every kid has the smart aleck response of saying, yeah, I would totally do that because I want to go base jumping. But, you know, but trends. Let's think about it like this. Over on TikTok, somebody makes a dance trend or somebody uses a soundbite and then the next thing you know, everybody's using it, right? It's because there's an interconnectedness. It's called the internet. Everybody is interconnected. In the same way, all of the cryptocurrencies are interconnected. All of their markets work together. People buy Ethereum with Bitcoin. People trade NFTs on Ethereum. People need to use Chainlink to use Ethereum. <coughs> These are not a bunch of separate markets. They're all the same market. That's why we don't. That's why we say the Bitcoin market, but we also say the crypto markets because 
Cryptocurrency is one gigantic market and it all moves together. And the reason that it does that is because they're all interlinked. It is a phenomenon that you see happen in uh, stocks that are in similar industries. For example, you don't see all stocks move together, but oftentimes you will see most of the stocks in the same sector move together. You might see all the oil stocks move together. You might see all the tech stocks move together. You might see all the software stocks move together. That's kind of what we're seeing happen in crypto. They just tend to all move together. Tim, do you have enough response to that to add on anything with that? I mean, and then you also you just have to factor there's a lot of people that view the entire crypto space through Bitcoin. So yeah, when, they trade it like when, an index. When they see the Bitcoin price going down, it freaks them out. They want to get out of uh, their other projects as well. Yeah. Uh, I mean, not everything went down. There's obviously where there were some smaller altcoins that had a good week. There's one that's up 42. percent Yeah, so it, it's not overall, but as a whole, yeah, it, it it's this whole thing that right now we're still in a place where Bitcoin in in a big picture controls the market. What it what it. When its price is doing something, usually the other altcoins fall behind. Yeah. Uh, we'll keep moving on, though. Here's a question I think is really good from uh, for our C2A members. I'm confused by it, so I, I want Taylor to look more into this. Um, but it's from Keith R. He said he's a C2A user. Uh, there's an unanswered question there. So that's why I asked him in chat if it was on the website or where. But he said – he asked why we know uh, – why not use longer TA? I'm happy I did use the 2020 dips for Bitcoin Ethereum to double my holdings today. I have a buy order for Ethereum and ADA now. The, what I'm confused about – and Jeb, maybe you can help me with that because I'm pretty sure we do use longer TA. That's even what we were talking about on the show is going back and using it. But I'm not 100% certain what he's asking. I'm not sure what he's asking there, yeah. But Keith, if you if you want more clarification, email our support team. Taylor uh, responds. She was out last week. Obviously, we were on vacation, but uh, she will respond pretty quickly. Yeah. Uh, but as, as you, if you're asking, got a should I use longer TA? Sport. Yes, you definitely should. Oh, yeah, should. absolutely. Uh, it's very important to have what we call a, a, a <laughs> diversified uh, perspective. Yeah, you want to look at it from, you know, have you ever, have you ever w- done one of those three D home tours and you're like you're able to like walk around it's like Google Maps inside of a home. The way that they do that is they get a bunch of different angles, they get a bunch of different perspectives, and they reconstruct this three D space on your two D monitor. And they can't do that from one picture. In fact, you have absolutely no depth perception if you close one eye because you only have one perspective. You walking around here, if you got both your eyes, you have two perspectives. And what does that do? It gives you depth. Like I can tell because I have both my eyes open that this microphone is closer to me than that camera is that you guys are watching this through. If I close one eye, it's all flat. So you need perspective because it's going to give you a depth. And so what we encourage you guys to do is look at it from this way and this way and that way and that way and that way and that way. And do that with other perspe- uh, other analysts too. Look at us. Look at Tom Crown. Look at other like BitBoy Crypto. Look at all these different YouTubers. Get all of their takes. Get as many perspectives as you can because mm-hmm. the more perspectives you get, the more definition and more detail you're going to have in your view of the market. Yeah. We'll keep going. We got a couple more here. Um, Alessandro the Cynical said, get well soon, Jeb. Thank you. I appreciate uh, you know, that. Matt C said, welcome back, guys. The community really missed you. Get well soon so we can finish this year strong. Thank you, Matt. Um, Shane. It is Christmas the 6th right now, guys. I'm very excited Sh- for it. Uh, Shane said, like and... Sorry, I did not... Sh- <laughs> it sounded like I was shushing you. I was just starting the shake. Oh, I, did, I didn't hear you. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. That sounded rude. Uh, Shane said, like ends Ethereum name service for ETH domains. Okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> my crap face, too. <laughs> I was reading it because the first couple of times I read it in my the brain, you, I was like, is that an appropriate? I wasn't even laughing at like, the name. I was, no, I, was, like, I was laughing at the way you said that. Yeah, well, I just, I'm reading, I was like, why is my brain like computing this? Like it's probably, I should My crap face it. too. <laughs> my crap face too. Now, if not for this channel, the week, the weekend correction would have terrified me much more than it did. Thanks guys. Well, I'm glad. Thanks for the we name. We don't want you guys getting that, crap on your face. Yeah, <laughs> that's a, that was great. Let me make sure that we didn't, I didn't miss any when I was reading this. <laughs> Uh, I think we're good. <coughs> Goodness. Guys, by the way, we got one more. Don't go to my screen yet. I need to pull it up. We got one more interesting article here, and this is speculation, but um, it was looking like Joe Biden's government might be mining Bitcoin, says a White House advisor. Now, this is not confirmed. This is one of those uh, unconfirmed sources, but um, it looks like there might be some. They have 10 to 20 watts running somewhere in the Midwest to test it. It's hypothetically speaking, 10 to 20 watts. Wow, they're running a light bulb out there. That's crazy, guys. This is what you got to be careful about when you're reading headlines like Joe Biden's government is mining Bitcoin, says White House advisor. And then you dr- drop down here to what they actually said. And they're like, they can have 10 to 20 watts running somewhere in the Midwest. Oh, God, they'll be able to power a toaster with all that electricity. But yeah, not even. But anyway, could be interesting. Another, another kind of uh, interesting headline line that I saw is that looks like the United States might be uh, boycotting the Chinese Olympics. Not going to jump into that, but that could have implications for the market. So if that happens, then we will keep you guys up to date. Now, Tim, let me ask you one question, then we're going to wrap it out. Yeah. What are you looking forward to most in cryptocurrency this week? 
Well, I'm I'm glad to be back. I, I didn't read any TA last week. I told you, I told the guys this morning when I came in. I was like, I'm really interested to go back and look at some in depth TA from what happened last week to see if I see anything, you know, nice and fun. Because when I was on vacation, I I put the computer away, like I said, on my phone. I I was like, all right, let me look at the price real quick, look at a couple articles, but I did not do any in depth analysis. So I'm I'm excited to get back into it. It really is something that like. Uh, if you're not following it day in and day out, if you're not looking at your own technicals, you can at times feel a little bit lost. You're a little confused with what's happening. So I'm excited for that. Uh, ultimately, to hold, to look to see if there's any good buying opportunities. I don't have a lot of money right now uh, in a in a position to go ahead and invest it. I, I did a lot of investing here uh, a couple weeks ago. Um, but if if I'm looking at some stuff and I really like it, I'll talk with the wife. Maybe we'll we'll move some stuff around. Um, so that's what I'm excited about. I, I still am very, very bullish long term for all this stuff. I'm not freaking out. I love what's happening. It just means everything's on sale right now. And my portfolio is just a little bit lower. But it's going to be a lot higher here in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Well, sounds good, guys. That's all I got for today. I'm going to need to let my voice rest. If I if I, if I were you know not taking into account my health, I'd be more than happy for us to go long. What we are going to be doing is we are going to be releasing Crypto Espresso as always. We'll be looking out for that. That goes live at not, at two thirty, and we're going to be very active over on Twitter and social media all this week. So make sure to follow us everywhere at Crypto Jab on Twitter, at Crypto Jab over on Instagram, and at Crypto Jab official on TikTok. Looks like we got another donation here that we need to read forward. Yes, yeah, Simple Man Six Nine Nine said Jeb. 35,000 Bitcoins have been dropped at several exchange wallets. This is the main reason why markets have gone down. What will happen if the remaining over 65,000 Bitcoins will be thrown into the exchange markets? Yeah, I mean, so here's the deal. 110,000 Bitcoin sounds like a lot of Bitcoin. It's really not. You, you can cause a drop on the market like that, but it's, it's probably... it's you're going to be very hard-pressed to have more than a week of control over the price, no matter how much Bitcoin you have. I don't care if you have a billion Bitcoin. You're going to have a billion Bitcoin, a million Bitcoin. You're going to have a very hard time doing that. So yeah, that could cause a drop. And like I said, I don't know that we have the bottom end yet. Just like we saw in May, there could very well be another two months of sideways movement and slightly uh, downside movement. There could be another drop down to 40000 I have no idea. We're going to talk about that. We're going to do some analysis. We're going to come to some conclusion on that. But it's going to take time for us to, to figure that yeah. out, guys. So I yep. think the bottom's close. I don't think it's in yet, and I think we should be looking for uh, bottoms over the next month or so. Do you think we're going to have a good Christmas here, Tim? I do think so. I I, I do think, you know, the <laughs> idea of 100000 by Christmas is still not impossible. The likelihood of it's going down, but I still think I still think we're moving upwards. I, I would not be surprised uh, if we set a new all-time high before the end of the year. Really? Uh, but that uh, to get, we just need to get to like 70. So that's I, I, I agree that with much. that. I agree with that. That's why my 75K prediction is still holding strong. I, I like. I mean, I, there could be another bottom, and I know we're closing this out. There could be another bottom, but like I said, I really like the bounce off that line. That's a strong level of support that we've been making for a while. Uh, there's a lot of bullish. And we didn't even talk about this, but bullish RSI divergence on the daily chart. That's a true. lot of things are answered. I again, is it for sure? It's not. Let's watch this week again. I'm just today's the first day I've looked at TA in over a week. Let's. Let's watch what's happening. Let's keep following this. We're going to come back to you every single day, yep. five days a week, and then we'll still have videos on the weekends. But uh, I would I would not be surprised to see us have a nice little rally here. This is a great buying opportunity. I think there's a lot of institutions yeah. that have been sitting on the sidelines. This is one of those another scenarios of like uh, when when the retail investor misses the boat, sucks to be you. Mm. When the institution missed the boats, they're going to bring that boat back. They're going to get on board and they're going to ride. Yeah. Well, guys, if you enjoyed today's stream, smash that like button and make sure to subscribe to the fastest growing cryptocurrency technical analysis channel on YouTube. We are trying every single day to bring you high quality educational content. Why? Because I want to help you become financially free. What does that mean? I want you to be free of debt, bad debt. I want you to be free of poverty and I want you to be free of villainous financial institutions that don't have your best interest at heart. That's what we're trying to do. We're trying to help you achieve that financial freedom and I'm I'm trying to help guide you down the path that I was able to guide myself down by using cryptocurrency to achieve financial freedom. If that's something that you want help on, if that's something that you believe in, smash that subscribe button and make sure to follow us everywhere. And by the way, make sure to check out Lux Algo. We have an affiliate link down below. Use coupon code JEB, J-E-B-B for 20% off at checkout. That's all we got for you guys more content coming out later make sure to stay tuned for tomorrow's show we're going to be back ready as always with some coughing and crypto anyway guys all i got for you today before i go i do just first want to thank each and every single last one of you for watching as always and i will see you guys in the next video peace to the Coffee and Crypto Podcast. Tune in every day at 9.30 a.m. Eastern to watch live on YouTube. Follow 
us on our social media accounts at CryptoJeb. And lastly, we want to thank you for supporting us here at MacFee Media.